Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Have you ever found weird things in a vagina? Have you found yourself needing multiple partners to fulfill your desires? Hey guys, I'm Dr. Jacqueline Walters, a board-certified OBGYN. It is so important that we know how and when to ask the right questions, whether you're in front of your doctor or just hanging out with your good girlfriends. Now, I wanted to create Dr. Jackie's point of view because sometimes you need to just hear the unfiltered good old Dr. Jackie. I will inspire, uplift, and educate women and men on the who, what, when, and where of things we balance daily. Make sure you subscribe to Dr. Jackie's Point of View and tune in every Thursday. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, guys. Happy Thursday. I'm recording this right now on July 4th in Washington, D.C. I'm feeling extra patriotic this July 4th. I will say I spent half the day already at a baseball game, which is actually pretty fun. I'm getting much closer to the wives and girlfriends on Joe's team, and they're just like always a good time. I've never felt like judged. No one's ever been mean before. No one's ever been like exclusive. They're all so freaking nice. There are babies everywhere. Everyone has babies. And so there's just like, they have this little suite, this like lovely box during the games. Cause it's so freaking hot here. So we go up there, it's filled with babies, like literally to the brim. They're so cute. They're playing with each other. It's just, it's good vibes all around. Today, we also had some sangria. So I was like sipping sangria, playing with a baby. Like it was great. Also today, Joe and I are celebrating our two year anniversary. I might've said something about this last episode, but we don't really know when we started dating. It was some point in June of 2020. So we were going to celebrate last month but now it's July. Joe had surgery last month and like couldn't really move his arm. And like, I don't know, it was just kind of like a downer. So we reserved a table at a really good restaurant here tonight. It's called Shoto. So many of you guys from DC have told me to try this place. So we're finally trying it. I've been told it's like Nobu food meets sexy fish in Miami ambiance. Those are two of my favorite places and sexy fish. I didn't love the food of sexy fish, 
but I did love like the whole vibe. It's very sexy. Okay. And then Nobu, I always just like, like their food. Really? I have high hopes for this place. I hope it does not disappoint tonight. I think we might go grab a drink in a little bit too with one of Joe's friends. But anyways, that's my today update because not much else has gone on in my life since last episode. I also wanted to say I got some really, really, really wonderful, just heartwarming feedback from the last episode where I touched on the overturn of Roe v. Wade. I told you on that episode, it's hard for me to talk about topics like that because I feel like there's so much that I I left out or didn't talk about or like now looking back on that episode, I would have added in. But I didn't want the idea of maybe it not being perfect to stop me from just not talking about it at all. So I'm proud of myself for getting it up. And though I was bumbling through and kind of stumbling over my words at some point, I think it really shows where I was at the time. And of course, as we move forward, we're all going to get a little bit more perspective. We're all going to learn even more and figure out ways to handle what this overturn means for all of us. Another fun update my last fun update for you today, myself and my friend Shannon are planning a trip to Europe. I was really excited for this coming off season. It's like October ish because we, Joe and I were going to go to Europe. I'm seeing all my friends with their husbands or boyfriends or best friends gallivanting around Europe this summer. And I haven't had my Euro girl moment quite yet, which I mean, I know that's not necessarily normal, but for my job personally, where I can kind of go around and travel around and still work and I have the freedom to do that, I need to be taking advantage of that, obviously. So I was really excited to go with Joe this off season, but now that he's injured, he's going to have to rehab that injury for the next year, like really pretty intensely. So he has to stay on a schedule and he cannot go travel in the off season, like for any week-long adventure, two-week-long adventure that's definitely not in the cards for him. So I thought, fuck it. I texted my friend Shannon and I was like, hey, would you be down to go to Europe? She was like, absolutely, yes. So we're planning something right now for the end of July. I'm really hoping it all comes together. We are going to go to, well, Lake Como was where I really wanted to go. So I kind of built a trip around Lake Como. Neither of us have been there before. So we were like, sick, let's do that. I think we're going to fly into Milan because it's just the easiest and spend a couple days there, not very long. And then we kind of wanted to see Venice. So we're going to pop into Venice for a hot sec and then maybe go to Paris. I haven't been to Paris or anywhere in Europe since 2019. So I'm really excited to go over there and just live my best Euro life. Joe's going to be so jealous. I'm also thinking of going to New York for a little while before maybe just like a week or so and recording with some of my friends there. I definitely want to have my friend Kimberly back on the podcast. She wants to do like a breakup guidebook episode with me. And she's just the freaking funniest. You'll have to go listen to her. That was episode 33. It was February of this year that we posted that. I love that episode. We just like laugh so much about how we're like Migos, like pinging back and forth off of each other. She's hilarious. I definitely want to record with her. I want to record with my friend Kelly Ann. She is a makeup artist in New York, and I just have loved following her journey. I'm probably going to record with Shannon at some point. Her name is probably Shannon Ford on Instagram. Y'all might follow her already. 
She already has a podcast too called probably a podcast. She's just fucking hilarious. So very excited for the guests to come. Very excited for the Euro Girl summer. And I can't wait to bring all along with me as per usual. So today we're going to do an Ask P episode. I've gone through some of your submissions for Ask P. So if y'all are new here, I leave a link in the show notes. There is a form called Ask P. You guys can submit your own situations or questions, advice, needings, whatever it is. Submit it to me with all the details. You do not have to put your name in. It's completely anonymous and I will go through them. I pick a few every episode, every advice column episode, and we answer them. And these are happening once a month now. They're honestly some of the most fun episodes, I think, because I just feel like it's a really easy way to connect with y'all. And y'all would not believe how many of you are like in the same exact boat as each other. Like there's so many submissions that are not the exact same, but they're pretty similar. So I feel like I try to answer one from each like categories, like relationships, friendships, work, life stuff, et cetera. You get the point. So if y'all have anything you want to submit for a future Ask P episode, go check the show notes. I also have forms for other things to submit, like your icks or your most embarrassing stories, things of that nature. All right. So I have chosen three situations to discuss on Ask P this episode. So let's get into the first one, shall we? All right. So she says, first of all, I love your podcast. Thank you. I'm going to use all fake names so you can call me Alexis. Hi, Alexis. I'm 23 and in a long distance relationship for over two years now. I met my boyfriend, Josh, 25 years old, in the U.S. five months before I had to go back to my home country and we got together after a month of knowing each other. Due to COVID, we weren't able to see each other for a year and a half until September 2021. We now try to see each other every six months for up to a month at a time. We've been on and off in the beginning of the long distance, but haven't had any more breakups or thoughts about it for over a year. I'm currently studying in my home country and will most likely graduate in spring 2025. He's part of the military and therefore can't move just anywhere. We talk a lot about our future together and where we want to be. Part of me would love to just move to the States right now, but I'd also love to finish my degree. In parentheses, it's cheaper in my country and I don't have money to be able to do it in the States. Plus I don't want him to pay for it, even though he has offered it. He's not sure of staying in the military or getting out, but his current contract also ends July, 2025. Do you have any advice on long distance and, or making sure we keep on getting to know each other more while still being apart? I'm a bit scared that it might not work out in the end. And I quote wasted years. Thanks a lot for all the advice and inspiring episodes. You are so welcome. Okay. So this is such a complicated situation because I feel like a lot of people like to generalize long distance relationships like this. Like they like to say, oh, it'll never work. But then there's some that do work. And it's just so specific to you and the person you're in a relationship with. One thing I will say that I think you should lead with always is just the intuitive connected side of you. I think women are very intuitive and I feel like it's like a situation where like so-and-so's boyfriend was cheating on them and the girl knew the whole time that she just like always had this feeling, but 
she was ignoring it because she didn't want it to be true, that kind of thing. That's just your intuition, what I think it is at least. If you're like me, you could be a little bit muddy on this if you have anxiety because anxiety could be mistaken as intuition, which is like a whole nother thing. (laughs) But in my opinion, I feel like women have a connection with like the truth. I feel like we are very intuitive. We have these like gut feelings that in my opinion, okay, tend to be true. So I like to be really honest with myself when it comes to my intuition. And I like to not try to avoid it just because my intuition is telling me something that I don't want. So when you're in situations like this, I think leaning on yourself and your own intuition, what you really feel is right for you is probably the direction you need to go. Because at the end of the day, if you're really being honest with yourself, if you're leading with your own intuition and your own gut feeling and, you know, base logic, you've done all you could possibly do for yourself. So even if a situation ends up where you break up, like let's say the situation happens, you're saying you didn't want to quote waste years. Those really weren't wasted years because you were doing the best you could for yourself. But I think that takes being really honest with yourself about the situation you're in when it comes to long distance relationships, being really honest about you and them and everyone's feelings, right? So the way you set yourself up for this, in my opinion, is Both parties in a long distance relationship need to be very communicative. Staying connected through communication is so important. Um, Joe and I did this a lot. I would do regular check-ins. Of course, I just like over-communicate, honestly, but I would do regular check-ins. I'd make sure we're still on the same page. We talked about our future a lot, but we did so not in a way that was like, oh, and then we're going to do this. And like, it didn't seem very like flippant or like fantasizing. It was more like planning the future and talking very specifically like, okay, how many kids do you want? Okay. Then what would that look like in the next five years? Like, when do you plan on getting engaged? When do we plan on getting married? Like are things aligning our communication though, you know, sometimes men really aren't the best at communication has been pretty solid over the course of, I mean, I guess we were, we were long distance for like a year and a half. So communication is so key when it comes to making a long distance relationship thrive and remaining on the same page as the other person and communicating, even when it's difficult, even when it's uncomfortable, sometimes I would set aside time and be like, Hey, we really need to talk about this. I know it's not a fun topic, but we need to talk about it. Another thing that I think for long distance, now we're getting more into like long distance tips, connecting outside of just like base level communicating. So like, let's say every single day we talk, Joe and I talked on FaceTime or called or whatever. I prefer FaceTiming at night rather than texting throughout the whole day, but it just depends on like what you guys each prefer. Obviously it's not really like about what I like when it comes to your relationship, but that's what worked for me. And that's what worked for Joe as well. So we'd have our talks every night. We rarely skipped a night. And if we were going to be busy at night, we would just call a little bit earlier in the day just to say hi and like see each other's faces and stuff. So we had that like day-to-day chat. We were just always caught up on each other's life. But every now and then we would like plan something sweet where we'd have like a little date night on FaceTime. There was one time where like 
he ordered food for me to eat and I ordered a meal for him to eat. And we just like kind of surprised each other like that. We did a couple different nights where like we'd just drink wine or something. And I got those cards from We're Not Really Strangers. I bought them on Urban Outfitters. And we just like went through some of the cards. Like when we were just started dating, we went through like the dating pack and then a little further in and we went through the relationship pack. So we kind of like to switch it up. So it's not just like a conversation about our day. That's always nice to throw those little nights in there. And then you said that you guys try to see each other every six months for up to a month, which a month is a long time. Joe and I would do almost a week, but we would try to see each other for about a week every single month. So I guess you're just like really condensing your time together and then you're apart for six months and you're kind of condensing the time together when you are with them, though, I know a month is so long to like put the rest of your life on hold, but like really be with them in that relationship again, easier for me to do. And it was much easier, you know, for me to say this and like preach this because one, I have full control over my own schedule. And I feel like that's like a privilege in that sense. And I would see Joe for a week. So for that week, I would be a little bit lighter on my workload, knowing that I was going to be traveling and then with him. Obviously a month is a really long time to be like, I'm just going to do like less workload. Do you really, it's not really sustainable, but as best as you can, I would try to really be there in the relationship when you do have that time together the rare time together, really in a long distance relationship. So you are a hundred percent there as much as you can be. So again, I feel like this just sets you up to know that you always did your best for yourself and for the other person. And that way it doesn't really feel like a waste. And at the end of the day, I think if you love someone and you see it working, you have this intuitive connection to them. You really think this is like a real thing and you're doing your best to keep the relationship alive, everything in your power, at least. It doesn't seem, even if it ended, let's say, that's not really a waste of your time because you learned a lot, you did a lot, you gave it your best shot. I wouldn't be too hindered by people's opinions of this situation because if you know what's right for you, you got to go for it, right? So yeah, make sure you're communicating properly. Make sure sometimes you're, you know, even if you have to pull it out of him a little bit, communicating very directly Make sure that he's on the same page as you and he's also doing that. Schedule in some fun date night things together. You can do some things from afar, even if they're little things, just switching it up a little bit is always a little bit exciting. And then when you guys are together, really, really be there in that moment. Make sure both of y'all are just really focusing on having a good time, focusing on each other and enjoying each other and the rare time you get to see each other. And there's always, always, always more to get to know about other people, no matter how long you've been with them, because we're always, each of us is constantly changing. So finding ways to learn more about each other. I loved that we're not really strangers card game because it really pulled just information out of each of us that we might not have brought up ourselves or that seemed almost irrelevant, but turned out to be like really prominent talking points. So I highly recommend that little card game. It's literally just like a card deck and you just like ask questions back and forth. Very simple, but very eye-opening as well. All right, the next question. So she says, hi, hi, I'm about to move to a new city, Chicago, since I'm graduating from my master's program at IU in three days. Congratulations, that's freaking huge. Okay, 
All my friends will be there, but I'm just not excited to live there. I feel like it'll be sensory overload and I won't be able to be active and outside in the same way I grew up. I grew up in Las Vegas where there's literally 350 days of sunshine. How do you advise going about being excited about a new environment that's just so out of your element? XXE. So first of all, I'm going to direct you to listen to episode 26 because I talk about how to make a big move. And we're talking like logistically, I'm sure you've got that covered if you're like done in three days, but also just emotionally and leaving one place, getting settled in another. I know sometimes that can be just like such a trip, especially if you're not used to doing that. So definitely go listen to that episode for like more details about this, but I'm going to be as direct as I can. I'll kind of just try to summarize for you. So one, I want to acknowledge that change is really hard, but it's also a great exercise in becoming adaptable. I think for me, when I think of myself, if someone were to say, Hey, Peyton, what is your favorite quality about yourself? I think the more I get to know myself, my favorite quality is my ability to be adaptable, which is so important for human beings day to day. And it's so important for like, you know, our species over time adapting to new things, new ways of life, new technologies, new jobs, new, whatever it is that is going to get you so far, but you have to really learn adaptability. And if you haven't had a lot of change in your life and you haven't been thrown into a ton of uncomfortable like situations that can be really hard to confront. I got really lucky growing up because I moved around a lot. I didn't have control over it. I didn't like it at the time, but it made me very adaptable to different settings. So this is going to be your exercise and adaptability. I think it's definitely an opportunity to show yourself that you are capable of thriving in situations that really scare you, which is a huge, huge thing for your confidence. That's how I became confident in myself is that I've known through any situation I'm in, any place that I've lived, I'm always me and I always have my own back. And that taught me confidence more than literally anything else has taught me confidence. And that doesn't mean it's not going to be scary or overwhelming or intimidating, but you just have to face those things. And once you do, you're like, oh shit, I can face those things. Like that's pretty sick. And then you feel fine about it. I feel like depending on your situation, it might've been similar going to college. Um, I know Chicago is like a pretty big city and I think it seems maybe a little bit intimidating, but I've also heard like the best fucking things about Chicago. I know the winters can be somewhat brutal, but everyone who I know that lives in Chicago loves Chicago, like fucking loves it. Okay. So get excited. I don't know what your dating situation is right now, but I know there's some really fucking hot guys in Chicago. So go date some, that sounds kind of fun and just explore the city. This is just like a new fun chapter. I get really excited about this stuff and I just want everyone else to be so super excited about it too. Like whenever I move, I feel like I'm living like a movie plot kind of like, I feel like there's just like new beginnings. <laughs> doesn't matter where I live. I just always think it's fun. I love exploring cities. I love trying new food. If you have your friends there already, you're going to have built in people to go try new stuff with. Like, it's just going to be really exciting. Like new and fresh can be intimidating, but it's also so exciting. So I don't think you need to like frame it a certain way for it to be exciting because it's just going to naturally be exciting. In my opinion, I feel the most alive during 
change. I feel like the most, like I'm just engaged with my life during things like moving or just turning a new page in a relationship, whatever it is. I feel like I'm not like on the sidelines of my life. You know, sometimes you just like, you look around and you're like, what the fuck have I been doing for like the past year? Like I haven't done anything, <laughs> which everyone needs that time, right? We need to settle down sometimes. We need to relax. We need to just really like take everything day by day. But then there are some years where I'm like, holy shit, I'm like a completely different person with like completely different set of experiences. And it's only been a year. You know what I mean? So I feel like I'm fully engaged. I'm not like sidelined in my life when I'm in situations like this. So I want you to take advantage of this moment because you don't always get, you know, the experience again of being young, really well-educated with like the world at your feet moving to a big, exciting city with all of your friends, like that is a fucking ideal. So get excited. You're going to have the best fucking time. Listen to episode 26. And that's all I have to say on the matter. Okay. All right. This is the last one. Okay. The submitter says, I've been on a couple of dates with a guy who was super nice, but he is not in all caps, not my type physically. I find myself feeling nervous about what people will think. And sometimes I fixate on certain parts of his appearance and it makes me get the ick. I'm not the type to be superficial, but it's the ick I can't shake. Any advice? Okay, first of all, we have to ask ourselves: Do men ask themselves this fucking question? Do they go out with girls and say, I literally find her gross to look at, but she's so nice. No, they don't. But when girls think this way, everyone makes us feel bad for it saying, oh, well, like, don't be superficial. Don't be this. Don't be, okay, listen, we can be friends with nice guys. Let's say he gives you the ick and you don't want to have sex with him. He can be your friend. That's okay. We don't need to be getting in relationships with every guy that's nice to us. Like the bar is on the floor. <laughs> and listen, I relate to you because I have dated guys before. I dated a guy when I was 24-ish who I never wanted to have sex with. I was like, not interested in that. Okay. At all. But he was such a great person. And I respected him as a human so much that I dated him. Cause I was like, I'd be dumb to not date him. Like you're supposed to date your best friend. And he was like my bestie, right? No, to me at least. And maybe it's not as important to you as it is to me, but sex is very important in a relationship. And at the very beginning of relationships is oftentimes when it's like, very lively. You're like jumping each other's bones. I will say it fluctuates for me in my own relationship currently, but before, like right before Joe and I started dating, like the first month we were dating after a month. And then like the first few months of that, especially being long distance, when I would go visit him, we would like bang nonstop because we literally couldn't stop touching each other. Sometimes you know, maybe if you just only have that and you don't have any kind of like emotional connection, that could be like a little bit of a red flag. And we just like, that's what we call like a fuck buddy for lack of a better term. But in the beginning of the relationship, my point is I had this emotional connection to him and a physical one. And he's the first guy I've ever had emotional and physical connection with. And I met him at 26. So it took me quite a while to find that in somebody. My point of all of this rambling is just because a guy's nice to you doesn't mean you owe him a relationship. Sometimes the spark just isn't there and you have to decide for yourself. 
do I find sex important? Do I want to be grossed out by my partner? If the answer is yes, I find sex important and I don't want to be grossed out by my partner, I would not continue to date this guy. You don't have to tell him that you find him disgusting, (laughs) but I just wouldn't date him. Like you don't need to force yourself to be in that situation and getting the ick. That's pretty bad. You know what I mean? I actually really want to do an episode where I just read off people's icks and share some of my own because I find them hilarious. But yeah, you don't have to date him just because he's a nice person. I think people make women feel really bad about thinking that someone's gross or fixating on the ick that's being caused. But I am here to tell you, you should not feel bad about that. (laughs) If someone grosses you out, that's fine. You don't have to date them. And that's not superficial. I would say that's pretty normal behavior. So don't be sorry. Okay. Never be sorry. All right. And that is the end of today's ask P episode. I liked these questions. I picked them on purpose. I love talking about a long distance relationship. I love talking about moving and starting a little new chapter in your life. I love saying, don't be sorry to everything women are taught to be sorry about. Today was a good day. Today was a great episode. Thank y'all so much for sending in your submissions. There are so many good ones in the Ask P form that I still need to get to. And I'm always interested in hearing more. So please send your submission in the Ask P form anonymously. You can give yourself a fun little name, a nickname. You can use your real name, you know, whatever the case is. Just make sure you include plenty of details. And hopefully I'll get to your submission very, very soon. But now I have to go wake up Joe from his nap because we have to get ready. We're going to go do our little anniversary thing. It's so like us to have planned this. And then we're just both excited to eat dinner. And we both look at each other like, oh shit, this was, this was our anniversary dinner. (laughs) So it needs to be special. Okay. I'm actually really excited to try this place. So I'll give y'all a little review on Instagram. Also, what else can I think of to announce to you? Oh, I have a new YouTube video going up on Sunday. I'm actually really excited about it because I just recorded myself being productive last Sunday, going to the farmer's market, doing all the fun things. And I haven't had a productive Sunday to film in a really long time. So really excited about that vlog. I'm going to be posting a lot of our anniversary dinner. Joe's going to be really fucking annoyed of me, but you guys can find that on Instagram and TikTok and I'll see you next week. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week. <laughs>